0: Oh, hey, it's just me and Eleanor. You forgot one. Oh, thanks. We're cleaning out the pantry before Lent starts. Yeah, we gotta get through our cake. Definitely have to drink through the wine store in the next couple of days. There's just a lot to do to get ready for Lent. Let's talk about that. Welcome to Verity Ed where parents are primary and Lent is just around the corner. So I wanted to talk a little bit today about how I approach Lent in our home along with my husband and our children. And Lent always seems to come at that point in the homeschooling year when you're burning out already and it's just really hard. February and March really are the most difficult months of homeschooling. It's when I tell people, don't make any changes or decisions, because right now, if you could, you would just move to Florida and eat grapefruits and bonbons. But the church doesn't cancel Lent just because it's been a hard year, or gosh, this particular February has been really snowy, or miserable with colds and flus and viruses, and so uh, we just won't add on a season of penance anymore. And I have to admit that I myself, when I get to Ash Wednesday sometimes, and this year is no exception, I'm thinking, really? I need to add penances to my very stressful life, but I really think I'm looking at it the wrong way when I do that, that the season of Lent is actually a gift during these very difficult times of our lives because it's an opportunity for us to step in. Out of the ordinary day-to-day sorrows and toils and cold weather and sniffles and diapers although we can't really step out of the diapers because that would not be good but anyway what I'm trying to say is that you get to step out of our usual routine that really is weighing us down it gets old we need something new and in Lent we step into the oceans of God's mercy and we simplify our lives and we try and reclaim some of that quiet that will renew that day-to-day struggle that in February and March is very real. So I want to just talk to you a little bit about some practices that my family uses throughout the years and maybe will adopt new this year for Lent to help us refocus and not feel so sorry for ourselves that it's burnout season in our homeschool or just in our family life, um, and to really reconnect with the strength and the love that fuels our family, which is the person of Jesus Christ. So a few of these are just almost psychological tweaks Um, to wake us up a little bit. Obviously, we start with Ash Wednesday, and I'll have another video on just Ash Wednesday here, so take a look at that. Um, And also, we're going to be adding on or just changing up regular practices. Not so much adding more to do as doing something different for a season. So for example, instead of the table blessing, this year we are going to learn a new prayer uh, for the beginning of meals called the Prayer of St. Ephraim. And this is used in the Eastern Rite and the Orthodox churches, and it's particularly for Lent. So I'm going to pray it now, and you can follow along, and I will also link it in the notes below. So the prayer is, O Lord and Master of my life, take from me the spirit of sloth despair, lust of power, and idle talk. But give rather the spirit of chastity, humility, patience, and love to thy servant. Yea, O Lord and King, grant me to see my own transgressions and not to judge my brother. For blessed art thou unto ages of ages. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I just love the beautiful words of this prayer and I'm very excited to say it with my family for 40 days in a row because then it will really be engraved on our hearts and what beautiful words of petition and instruction there are in Saint Ephraim's words. Okay so I just wanted to kind of talk through for myself uh, how we're going to set up our family altar for Lent and what you'll see up here is this is sort of my January family altar, February like i've got it's just kind of a mess we've got a lot of things going on but what are the things i'm going to keep well i'm definitely not keeping the brownies so child take brownie mix oh, yum. yeah um but we are going to keep saint michael a lot of people like strip it all down but i like to keep a few strategic images for us all to look at during <laughs> lent so i'm going to keep saint michael because lent is about spiritual warfare And my children are illustrating warfare on the couch for us while I'm filming this. Um, I'm going to definitely keep holy water. Now, this is during a pandemic, so it's hard to just go to church and get your holy water as usual, but it's a really important sacramental that I like to have around, especially during Lent. We can bless ourselves as a family once we're done praying praying stations of the cross or the rosary, and you can just ask your priest to bless water. Like, bring a little jar of water. This is an old syrup bottle from Cracker Barrel. Oh, yeah. Bring it into mass. Ask the the priest to make holy water, and then you've got some, so you don't need the font to be full or anything. Um, Obviously we're going to keep the crucifix. I am going to take down Father McGivney here uh, just to like give it a little bit more bare barrenness and we are going to take down um, some of our family uh, portraits just again to like keep it kind of bare. So that's one way that our family is going to address the pillar of prayer during Lent what about the pillar of fasting? So we all think about giving up chocolate or desserts or wine or bacon or something very delicious and tasty for the season of Lent. And then we may or may not scarf it down every Sunday just to get through the next week of fasting. But another area that it might be good to uh, look to when you're, when you're coming up with your family practices, um, there's also your individual practices. So maybe you, mom, you give up Chocolate and your rest of your family does not, that's particularly difficult. But what about as a family? So, one way that we can do this is in addition to the normal Fridays we give up meat, consider adding another meatless day to the Lenten practice. So, Wednesday is another traditional Catholic day of penance. Um, It was recommended by Our Lady of Fatima, and it's still followed by many Catholics throughout the world as a day of fasting and abstinence. So consider doing two meatless days of the week. And when you save money on on the uh, meat that you're not buying, uh, you can then give it towards the third pillar of Lent, which is almsgiving so almsgiving as a family can be a little tricky usually what it looks like is my husband takes the charitable donation and he just figures out what to do with it and that's you know for him but really try and i know i'm going to try this year to involve the children of all ages in the practice of giving alms whether it's bringing physical money coinage to mass to put in the box for the poor um, or at the shrine of blessed mcgivney father mcgivney who is buried in our parish church yay Um, or as a family looking at different opportunities that have presented themselves to um, their father and i and me um, such as you know a particular charity or Heifer International, or different ways for them to visually see where the money's going and then choosing that. Another way to involve children in the pillar of almsgiving is, of course, to collect food for the poor. Parishes are always in need of more food to give to local food banks or to their own parish food bank, and something to challenge your children with during Lent is to actually use their own allowance money. Bring them to the store or order online because there's a pandemic. Um, so bring them and let them choose foods that they particularly enjoy that are non-perishable. So maybe it's a box of brownie mix or it's a, you know, a particular canned good. I don't know if your kids are crazy about canned goods or soups, um, but non-perishable food items that they themselves would want to eat and have them buy those with their own allowance money and then bring them again physically to church to give to the food drive. So this is a way to emphasize the dignity of the poor. I think it's really easy. A lot of families, and I know I'm guilty of this, we use Lent as a time for the minimalist purge, right? This is like KonMari season, right? We're all gonna like get rid of all the things we don't need and don't use and don't want in our homes. But often what that means is that the poor who are receiving our goods are getting the very least of what we have to give. And I I write about this in my most recent uh, National Catholic Register blog, which I will link below. Um, And it reminds me of that scene from The Sound of Music where Maria von Trapp is meeting the captain for the first time. And he looks at her dress and she says, oh, well, when we go to the convent, we give all of our clothing to the poor. And he looks at her dress and And she says, well, what about that one? And she says, oh, the poor didn't want this one. And I think about that a lot when I'm cleaning out my closet and I'm looking at the things I'm giving away and I wonder, do the poor really want this one too? I mean, I don't want it. Do they want it? So during Lent, challenge yourself when you're doing this clean out to find something that you actually would want to keep and want to wear and give that to the poor. Um, I challenge the kids to, yes, get rid of all the toys you don't want, that you don't need. Uh, we'll, if they're just too trashy, they're not worthy of human dignity, we will just trash them. Um, but then choose one toy to give away um, that you really do love. And this is giving in uh, a certain dignity and acknowledging the humanity of the poor um, who are receiving the charity that God has given us these gifts and we can give them freely to others because these things don't own us. Right? They belong to God, and we give them back to him. So that's just my thought on almsgiving for children, is starting to give them that habit of thinking about the person to whom they are giving as of equal dignity, um, deserving of even better than what I have already. And it's a very beautiful practice. It's difficult, but it pays some dividends later on in life. My last exhortation for Lent is to really practice and plan intentionally some special practices for Holy Week. And I wanna talk a little bit about veiling images in our homes, Um, but I also want to exhort everyone, however COVID restrictions are looking in your home in 2021 or in your parish in 2021, really try to get to the holy triduum this year last year we were many of us deprived of the great liturgies of the paschal mystery this year let's show how grateful we are that we are we can get out we can get to a church we can get in front of the eucharist and really plan those days of triduum holy thursday good friday Holy Saturday and the Easter Vigil around the liturgies of the church. If your parish has limited attendance because of the restrictions, then at least find ways and look ahead to plan now. How you can celebrate them in your home and i will be posting different ways that over the years our family has celebrated celebrated these liturgies in the home and different ways that you can incorporate the traditional chants of the church and practices of the liturgies into your home if you can't get out but if it is at all possible bring them to a solid parish with beautiful liturgy For the Triduum. They'll never forget it, I promise you. I like to keep certain statues and images obviously for Lent, but one of the things that I love to do the most is on the fifth Sunday of Lent, which is the Sunday of the Passion of the Lord, we do cover up the images, which is a Catholic tradition. Sorry, I'm losing a a child here. Um, which is a Catholic tradition in the churches, which has largely been lost in the United States, but some parishes will still do this, that for Holy Week, we do go ahead and cover up. So what I have done over the years is I've collected a lot of mantillas, like little mantillas, right? The veils that women wear, and you can wear these to mass, whatever some people do some don't some do sometimes like me Um, but if you have them around the house it's good to just have them in case you're invited to a traditional Latin Mass at some point Um, but what we do is just take the mantilla and drape it over our crucifix and it stays there for the whole final week of Lent and then right before the Easter vigil you just take it off and you can see This is such a dramatic gesture and it's something that your children will really notice and it sets a tone for that final week of Lent. So using mantillas to cover up statues and your crucifixes just for that week really um, gives a visual, a, a very sensual experience of the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then the extreme celebration of Easter when you take the veil off again at the Easter Vigil. So those are just a few brief suggestions for Lent. Again, choose uh, practices that will enrich and reinvigorate your life during these difficult months of February and March. They're hard on everyone, whether you homeschool or not, whether you have one child or 15 children, it's hard. But let's see Lent as an opportunity to reset and to bathe in the mercy and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that this has been helpful for you. If you have particular practices that have really invigorated your family and given you life in Lent, please comment below. Hit like on this video if there have been any good ideas at all, and subscribe. And we will see you next time on Verity Ed. This is really good.